Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ladies and idiots. This is the Fade to Gray podcast. We're fading to gray, fucker. If you say the word keto, I'm going to throw up. I'm in ketosis. Get over yourself. Way to call me up, man. Let's get real. Take an honest look at yourself, my friend. Seth never said he wanted to fuck you. Was that like an in the window for masturbation? Shut up. What do you think about the podcast? It sucks. Nice. We out. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fade to Gray. Now, what we've been doing over at the Fade to Gray family is, is we've been getting real serious about our health. And I don't know about you, but like, I just really let the summer get to me, man. Milkshakes all the time. Fucking, you know, hamburgers. It was the 4th of July recently. We had a cookout. I mean, Jesus Christ. Can can there never be enough reasons to pig out? I mean, right? it sounds like, like you just ran up the steps. I mean right now so <laughs> <laughs> calm down dude you're, you're like <laughs> oh well, i got i gotta say I've, I've been doing better right and so i actually have more energy now that i'm not pigging out on shit food and we can talk about that here in a minute so at the fade degree family what we've been doing is is we've uh, created our own little subgroup where we've been trying to keep each other accountable for our health this is not just about like overeating. This is also about, uh, you know, people, people might want to cut back on smoking a little bit. Uh, I don't know, whatever it is they want to do. We're, we're going to be moral support for them in this group. Uh, we're also going to hold each other accountable. Andy's laughing and I'm guessing it's because he doesn't think people need moral support. I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Well, you know, I was actually going to make a, uh, a call back to what we were just talking about before we started recording to people shooting their, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely head over to that group. I'm not part of that group yet, but I hope to be. Uh, I've been slacking as well this summer. I have. You can't tease us like that, Andy. What what were we talking about? <laughs> shooting the what? <laughs> we were just talking about shooting the shit shooting the on shit. this episode yeah. of oh, this okay. wonderful Fade Gray podcast. That's not and I cannot wait to do about. that. And I cannot wait to join this group and get my health in line That's for right. back to school. I'm trying to look good for all those moms, those single moms that I'm going to be seeing at my daughter's school uh, in about a all month here. All you single here. ladies, all you single ladies, get Andy's number. Get his number now. So, Andy, so your goal, your, your goal is to lose weight, to tone up, to look good on the beach like what's your plan here what's your goal to get laid <laughs> although although i live in california i can't even remember the last time i went to the beach so i will definitely just be trying to just lose basically I, i've been drinking honestly i've been drinking a lot of beer this summer uh mm. it's been i don't know hovering around 105 here in northern california 
and I've been. Oh, drinking. I thought you were going to talk about your weight being 105, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Me too. I was no, like, "That's you don't uh, need to lose weight, man." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, this is the most I've ever weighed in my life, and I'm what do you weigh? Sixty. I'm 160. That's my goal weight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So. When you've been 7% body fat your whole entire life, uh, this is actually a travesty. So I am just hoping to lose the beer gut and maybe get a date. Yeah, but you don't think that your gut's keeping you from getting a date, do you? Oh, I mean, my personality is not helping, so I got to lose the, <laughs> the beer gut. <laughs> is, should the goal be losing weight or should be the goal cutting down on beer if the beer is what's causing the weight? I mean, Seth, that's no. No, you drink no. low calorie beer. Well, I let's. I, I'm not a beer connoisseur, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I definitely don't think I'm giving up beer anytime soon, uh, because that is my form of. Well, let's just say that's my water. Just and move to whiskey. On top of that, yes. If I moved to whiskey, I would be a complete alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, before people could drink pure water, they had to drink alcohol all the time. You know, that's so. I don't know that that makes people fat or not. It depends on what else they're putting in their body. So beer alone is probably not going to do that. The carbs don't, don't help. I mean, I'm it is sure. sugar. Yeah, it's sugar and carbs. But if you're also putting a ton of fat and sugar and carbs in your body at the same time, you're going to fuck up, of course. Sure. Well, I I have I've been good about the carb thing. Uh, this summer, the really the only thing I've eaten that's carbs every day is an everything bagel, and that's oh my that's God. Tr- truly about the only carb based. Well, I mean, and beer, obviously, a bagel but with I, cream cheese. Oh, don't yes, say that, it's an everything so bagel hungry. with cream cheese. <laughs> but I I try and go to the bike trail every single day, and if I can't make make to the bike trail, I usually just walk around my neighborhood and I try and put in at least three miles every day, which it, it, I hope offsets. The the beer and the everything bagel. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if you're doing that, you're probably offsetting some of that. That's good. You know, as long as you're getting active as well. I think, you know, there is something to be said about moderation. And you can't go through life without eating things that you like. But at the same time, you shouldn't overeat those things as well. Um, but me personally, uh, I'm way bigger than what I want to be. This time last year, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, this is this is crazy, but I am 50 pounds heavier than I was one year ago. So I put on 50 pounds in one year. That is absolutely insane. But how happy are you, uh, Chris? That's what I want to know. I'm pretty goddamn happy, See? but I will. But 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 I went through a lot of stress <laughs> earlier this year that made me put on all that weight. So, uh, but I'm I'm at a point where I know it's time to do something about it. Uh, so you know, Elizabeth and I are in that uh, group, and actually Seth's in there too, and Andy's about to join. Actually, Omar, you oh, are I'm too. too. Um, yeah. So anyhow, in the group, we've kind of set goals, right? So my goal is that I want to get down to, uh, within two weeks. So it's already been a few days within two weeks. My goal was to get down to 200, 200 pounds. Not everyone's telling their weight. Cause some people are really self-conscious about this. I don't give a shit. I weigh, I, whenever I weighed in on day one, I was 213 pounds. Uh, so my goal was to get down to 200 by, uh, Monday, the, where's the damn calendar? The second week of August. So that would be not the four, not the fifth, but the 12th. Monday the 12th is whenever I want to get down to 200 pounds. And I'll just tell you this. So far, it's only been three days. And I'm already down eight pounds, people. And I'm not starving myself. I'm eating very well. 
uh, and I'm eating lots of uh, good food and I'm feeling really great. In fact, if you'll let me go ahead and talk about it right now, I'll tell you why I feel so good. And everyone's telling if, me to you, slow if, down. If you say the word keto, I'm going to throw up. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to say it. I got to tell you. Because damn keto conversations. I, I'm in ketosis. <laughs> That's why I got so much energy, man. I'm not even kidding. I've got energy out the wazoo. Last night, you know, normally whenever wazoo I'm not. Wazoo is, is the nickname for his asshole. That's right. Oh, so I got it. I got it. I got it. You're going to turn Seth on. Hold on. All right. So <laughs> shut up. I've never like, said he wanted because, to fuck you. Right. Just because I'm attracted to men does not mean I'm attracted to you, honey. Uh, <laughs> Brave Seth. Seth. You Come need on, to man. take a. Let's get real. Take, a, right. take an honest look at yourself, my friend. Let's, let, let's get real. No one hey, wanted to fuck you before, Chris. Look yourself. I look good, man. I feel good. All right. So, so let me just explain. All right. Let me explain why I feel good. So, normally on the standard American diet, which is high fat, high carb, right? You go to bed and so, well, at least I do. So I'll go to bed and I'll be watching TV. I can't even finish a goddamn TV show without falling asleep uh, because I just lack the energy and I'm sluggish and I'm, you know, and I go to bed early, but whenever I'm in ketosis or I'm on the keto diet, I literally can lay down and go to bed whenever I want to. I don't even need to sleep sometimes. Like I know sleep is very important for you. So I make sure to do it. But like whenever I'm in ketosis, I have so much energy. I don't even know what to do with it. And it's amazing, which is why like I'm, I'm telling you right now, like I feel very good about what I'm doing. You just have to kind of like get through that first few days of, of like really wanting a bagel with cream cheese or, uh, you know, whatever it is that you, Way to call As your me guilty out, pleasure. <laughs> He's teasing <laughs> no, me too, I, Andy. I'm teasing Seriously. Elizabeth. But, uh, but you know, after that, and it, you don't have to do the ketogenic diet. Do whatever diet works for you. But I'll tell you, I went to the doctor a few years ago. Whenever I first tried keto, let me let me just tell you. Is it cool if I tell the story? Well, you're already on a roll, so may as well finish. All right. No, he's so not went, on a roll. That wouldn't be keto. Right. Oh, I'm right, not. Right, well, right. it'd have to be an almond flour roll, right? So <laughs> I go to the doctor. This is like two years ago. So this would be August 2017. Well, July 2017. And I'm weighing about 240 pounds at this time, Jeez. which is, yeah, it's 30 pounds more than I am now. And I asked the doctor, hey, man, like, what can I do about my weight? Like, I'm, you know, not feeling very good about it. I've never been this heavy. Like, what can I do? And he says, well, you're going to have to get on the Mediterranean diet, you know, and eat 1,200 calories a day. And I'm like, all right. So I did that. Is your doctor Seth? Is that how how Seth sounds? (laughs) So I did that and I gained weight on that diet. And so I said, fuck this. I'm just going to have to figure out what works for me. And I had heard about keto on Joe Rogan and and, uh, Bad Christian. And so I thought, well, I'll just give it a try. You know, what, what can I lose? You know, I can't do any worse. I'm already, you know, overweight and not happy and very unhealthy. I gave it a shot and I immediately felt better within a week. Um, my blood pressure was high. It went normal. My cholesterol was high. It went normal. Um, and I dropped so much weight. I, I went from 240 to 160 in less than half a year. Um, and never felt better, you know? So, I'm back on it, baby. I'm about to get back down to one. I want my goal is 170 uh, or 165. So that's where I'm headed. Uh, my long-term goal. I'm hoping to get there, you know, in less than half a year. But doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on it. I'm gonna do it, 
And uh, if you're wanting to uh, be healthier, it doesn't have to be weight related. Uh, it can be that you want to quit smoking uh, or that, you know, maybe you, you don't have as much weight to lose as I do, but you can join our, uh, our group. It's completely free and we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to keep you motivated. We're going to, um, you know, just be there for you to tell your story and talk about it or whatever it is. So this ad sponsored by Fade to Gray for Keto. I mean, it sounds like it sounded like every one of the Joe Rogan episodes that talk about health that I like to skip. Onto like when they have <laughs> right. I'm like I'm like where's where's this where's Joey Diaz at? Where's somebody like let's like but, <laughs> yeah is is blue cheese keto? <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Chris, can you eat blue it. cheese on your wings or go? You know, can, can, can you yes. really quick? Mama. After hearing your story, <laughs> then why did you say that, Omar? That's horrible. <laughs> Joey Diaz says it. It's wow. a quote. It's well, okay. He's it's a, it's a it's a joke. He's uh, not on this podcast. So, Chris, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't talking about your mama, Seth. It's okay. Not yet. Define, talk about ketosis and what okay. you experience really quickly. So, Snapshot. when, okay, so like what I experience or do you want the science behind it? I don't care about the science. We got enough science okay. in your ad. I want to and, hear. And also, side note, I would like to know if you experienced, because uh, what I deal with when I, when I tend to eat more carbohydrates is uh-huh. I I literally feel dizzy, Chris. Yeah, I literally feel. Um, Poor and, guy. And <laughs> shut shut the fuck up. Um, but f- I feel so bad for him. Factor in the fact that factor in the the thing that I mean, my dad's dealt with vertigo for eleven years, oh. so it is kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, he's on a disability. Oh, I so hope you don't get that. You should feel bad for him. You yeah, douchebag. Oh, um, shivering, <laughs> shaking, but. When I, when I eat carbohydrates, I literally feel um, just disoriented so, oh. so much. So did you experience clarity? I mean, obviously talk about, you know, answer what you need to answer for Seth. But I would love to know, did you experience some sort of uh, some sort of clarity in your brain? Were you able to think clearly? Yeah, absolutely. So not only did I experience clarity, but and this may I, I haven't really heard many people talk about what I experienced on keto. But whenever I went from a, you know, very high in carb diet to a very low in carb diet, um, within a week, I, I don't think that it really messes with your testosterone levels, but I felt more myself than I had in a long time and and that I felt more manly. I don't know how to describe it except for I felt more like a man. Okay. Keep (laughs) Um, going. So what do you experience on ketosis? I, well, mental clarity for sure. Um, I'm sharper. I'm. I've got way more energy. Talks more. Um, I well, <laughs> and he felt he felt more of himself. Was that like an endowindo for masturbation? Like feeling no. more of yourself, feeling more manly. I always feel like that. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that the mental clarity things is, is a good one. But more energy. I'm my diet is high in fat, so I'm satiated more. I don't need to eat as much. Uh, poop is so different on keto because without keto, I poop a lot, like maybe twice, three times a day would be pretty normal. Uh, but on keto, I might go three times a week. Uh, I just don't need to poop as much because my body's using everything for nutrients and not wow, just so pooping out stuff that too. I don't need saving time. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's kind of personal, but I mean, it, it is what it is. So what if I don't have the, the funds to eat a bunch of meat? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, dude, I, I'm in the I middle of something eating? here. <laughs> there are vegans who do keto. 
quit answering there Andy's questions because keto. Seth's going to go crazy here in a second. I haven't even gotten <laughs> to say anything about my diet yet, Seth, Seth, and I'm part of this little fat camp. Well, I'm trying. I'm just like, for, Seth just for, really wants to eat some meat. I'm forcing okay, myself so, in there. Do you know what all those are symptoms of? What's that? Mania. It's like the definition. Oh, Mental clarity, <laughs> a sense of grandiosity, increased out. language, increased sex drive, lack of sleep, not needing to sleep at all. I mean, like literally, that's the definition. Chris, I think you need to be less concerned about your diet and maybe more concerned about getting in to see a psychiatrist. Like, I don't... I, I have help. I uh, see a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. Say, and not only that... I'm just saying of mania, and it's interesting that you're describing it as I'm such not a manic, great thing. Because if I were manic, I'd be, like, out purchasing new cars and not necess- all sorts not of crazy necess- stuff. Not necessarily. It depends on the person. Or on Grinder, or inviting people to your house in right. October, or... Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, Fade to Gray Meetup, St. Louis, Missouri, October, first week of November. Oh my November. God, stay on topic! Continue on. So, okay, well, I apologize for taking so much time to talk about my health journey, uh, but I would actually like to hear from Elizabeth and Omar uh, if you guys want to talk about what you're planning on doing to better your health. Okay, so you heard in the last episode about my debacle with the whole poison ivy and I got, yeah, my hoo-ha, it's doing better. But I got put on steroids, which for some reason I didn't put two and two together that steroids make you gain weight. And I gained 12 pounds. So, yay, I need to lose weight. I was already... It doesn't show. You don't see my ass, though, because all you see is my face. You can ask Omar. <laughs> he even said something. So... Well, he may um, like it, though. So I take it Omar's been enjoying the hormones or the uh, steroids? <laughs> he likes big butts and he cannot lie. There's an entire um, whole but, song about it. Yeah, it's true. So anyway. With a little bit of waste. Point is, uh, I started working <laughs> just on diet. And um, I've decided I'm I'm cutting out carbs and I'm cutting out sugar. So no candy nice. bars. And sadly... No ice cream. Omar went to our favorite ice cream store yesterday. He was going to get me some. And he's like, but I know you're on a diet. And I'm like, oh, this is so painful. Oh, that was Letting nice him of go him. there. I know it was nice of him. but And I had to say no because it's sugar. And it was very sad. Yeah. So Michael, are you going to still put sugar in your coffee? Hell yeah. I am that. Yeah. You should get swerve. You no. should get swerve. It doesn't raise your glycemic index. It's so it's gross. Good. I've tried it before. No, it's not. It's way better than like uh, sweet and low or something like that. I won't touch sweet and low, but no, never. Mm-mm. No, but anyway, I um. So yeah, my goal is 150 pounds. But if I can lose more, that'd be awesome. Um, I started. You need to lose at, 150 pounds. Yep. No, my goal is to reach 150 pounds. I, I'm 106. I was 162 after taking steroids. So I'm. I'm down some, but since we started fat camp, where where was I at on Monday? I think I was 158 or 157, something like that. Yeah, you'd already lost a pretty good amount. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's just coming off of steroids. So now I'm hoping I'm losing some more. Um, it, I was actually thinking about it because pre-pregnancy, I was 137. So I don't know that I want to go that far down, but 145 would be cool too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I'm, wor- I'm walking five, 15 minutes a day at least or exercising 15 minutes a day at least and drinking my water, uh, lots of water. So 80 ounces. I think your goal is a good one. Yeah. I don't think that's, you know, it's not unreachable. It's also not, um, it's 
a lot of people think that they need to get back to their pre-pregnancy weight. You had four fucking kids. I know it. And so I, I there, you know, there's no reason to get back to that weight Mm-mm. unless you just really want to. You know? No, I, I th- don't I think you have very realistic goals. Yeah, I don't really. And with my height, the way it is, my, my BMI, I've looked at it, looked online and um, my BMI at 150 is even OK. Um, it's not it's not bad. Um, yeah. In the 140s would be better, but it's not terrible. 137 yeah. is actually almost too low. Like it's almost too skinny for how tall I am because mm-hmm. I'm pretty I'm fairly tall for a woman. But yeah, anyway, taller than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> Doesn't yep. take much. Carmen's taller than no. you. Our children are taller than <laughs> you. <laughs> Carmen's are looking they, uh, you in eating the ice eyes, right now? Chris. No. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I don't hear them through the wall, so they may actually be asleep right now. Okay, moving on. Omar, what are you doing to uh, improve your health? I just want to say, first of all, that like um, I think you look great, babe, and like I don't rec- great. I don't recommend you getting down to your pre-pregnancy weight or whatever. I think that like. It's not all in your ass, you know, and um, <laughs> it's, true. it's uh, there's some other Girls up top lose quite a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you you're can say great, it. Babe. We've already talked about my hoo-ha on here. May as well talk about the girls, too. <laughs> the girls, is that, is that what they're called? So, they're called the girls. Anyway, I, I uh, personally, my health decisions and, and shit suck. Um, if I can not eat gas station food. Then I'm doing good. No, it's it's dude. It's not, the hot it's not bar at a gas bad. station is so fucking good. The sheets out here is actually better than a lot of the like run in the mill like fast food places and stuff. Like I'd rather like if you eat at sheets wow. over McDonald's. You're probably doing better. It's a little fresher, but they actually have like fruit and veggies and stuff being sold. So anyway. Oh, I like to get those like little pizza pockets and the hot dogs and uh, the the corn dogs from those things. Oh my god! Ten years ago, maybe yeah, I was like killing those during lunch break. But now, thirty eight years old, I, if I eat that, I'm gonna be in pain the rest of the day yeah. and up late late <laughs> night doing like burping and or worse. So let's so I have had to like make some dietary choices, not because I wanted to like lose weight or anything like that, but just because I just can't eat what I want to eat anymore because I'm getting older. And some of that stuff's also like, I've noticed like smoking, obviously everybody knows it's not good for you. They say it gives you cancer, which we can talk about that here in a second. Um, because I don't know how much I really hold stock in that. I think that there's a lot of like health concerns attached to smoking and that you should not do it. It's bad, but I know a lot of old farmers out here in Western Pennsylvania that have been smoking since they're like 12 years old and, you know, and they're not dying from cancer. There's other things that are killing them, but like heart disease. I mean, there's, I'm not an advocate for tobacco. I do like to smoke. And so I'm not trying to quit smoking, but I just want to make sure that I keep it as I just want to make sure that I keep it under check. So I'm thinking right now I smoke about two packs a week. And I want to cut it down to a pack a week within the next two weeks. And then I'm going to set a new goal of a pack every two weeks. And then I think I'm I'm not going to like, unless I just becomes disgusting to me at some point, then I'll make another short. Cause I, I do enjoy like one every once in a while with my, my job and sometimes just stress level, just thinking about stuff. It's kind of, 
smoking is not a joke, man. It's like, it's super addictive. You know, it's, it's one of those things where whenever you're stressed out and I don't smoke, but, um, you know, I know pe- people, uh, that do, and they would say, man, I just need a cigarette. Like I need it. I have to have it, you know? So I know that that's a difficult thing to give up and you really can't give it up unless you just really want to, you know, like you, you have to really have the desire to do it. My mom smoked for the, from the time she was 13 until the time she was like 35. I mean, she was a heavy smoker. She used to smoke in the car with the windows rolled up and I would just gag, you know, it was so bad. And now she's to the point where, and she hasn't smoked since I was 13 years old. Um, but now it's like, she can't stand to be around it, but, um, she had to really want to quit. I begged her for years to quit, you know, she wouldn't do it until she finally wanted to do it. So it's really got to be something you want to do. Nobody can force you to do it. But I think that's a great goal, Omar, to reduce it that much. And you know, my my uh, stance on the cancer thing is that, of course, it causes cancer. But there's more to play. There, I mean, like you said, there's there's more involved, like genetics or whatever. You I, got. I would say genetics, but even diet. I think diet has a lot more. Sure. To do with it. And, and and when I reference the old farmers out here, they're also been eating stuff they grew off their land their entire year. And, yeah. and a lot of them are growing their own tobacco and stuff too. So there, right. there, there was not the extra carcinogenics and stuff or carcinogens. I can't speak. <clears throat> Try that again. There's not the extra carcinogens and stuff <laughs> that, that, that they put in some of like the like, more popular cigarettes. Like I like to smoke like Newports and things like that. So um, yeah, they're, they, no, have, you're right. they have that going for them. But genetics is huge. It really is. And I just thank God for good genetics, I guess, at this point. You definitely have good genes. I mean, you look great. But I will say this is that you mentioned in the diet, you know, things being cancerous. Sugar is a known carcinogen. Uh, you know, it definitely causes cancer. So not to keep going back to that, but that's another reason to give it up is because it is, it, it's just as deadly as cigarettes. So, I mean, you know, if people and more judge people harshly for yeah, smoking, talk about it. I mean, it's definitely a drug, you know, like if you want to talk about it's as addictive as cocaine, you can talk about sugar versus marijuana. Then you really get me going. You know what I mean? As far as yeah. like, which one's more deadly and, and which one do we give to our kids? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You give, uh, you give rats cocaine or sugar. They're going to go for the, the sugar every time. Um, it is way more addictive and yeah, people just give it to their kids freely here. Drink this which, apple juice, which is why I give my daughter <laughs> cocaine because it's less addictive. I just like to mix the two together. Whenever I'm doing Coke, I put like sugar in with it. Just mm, the burn is great. Yeah. It helps with the drainage. Come on guys. Seriously. <laughs> you guys. Thank you. The powder. The comedy podcast. Which, which, by the way, uh, speaking of jokes that offend people and make you say, come on, guys, I think we need to go to the next section of this podcast. Chris, roll that music. <laughs> I hear you get your news from CNN. All these other fuckers watching Fox News again. Yo, Chris, don't they know that that shit is whack? Hell yeah, and it is a white and black. FG fan, bam, we found another way. There's some noobs, motherfucker, on fake to gray. All right, this uh, this week in news for noobs, uh, I I really I'm at a loss for words with this one because it involves so many different dynamics. Uh, one, it, it involves a person that is a minority. We're talking about Dina Hashem. She is a uh, Muslim uh, female comic in New York. Uh, this week was, I guess, the one year anniversary of XX. Extentus, tentacion, tentacion. Sure. 
Sure, my my gringo ness <laughs> is showing, sir. Uh, but she gringo-ness. she made a joke. And uh, before we get into it, Chris, I think you actually have that clip queued up, and I would love to play it for our listeners for some context so we can actually uh, talk about it and see, uh, get some live reactions. I know Elizabeth hasn't heard it, and a few other people have not heard it here live on the podcast. We're going to get some reactions and then talk about that. Pause. Can we not use the word gringo in an episode? (laughs) Shut the... Are you fucking kidding me? Are you for real? Is Gringo offensive now? Gringo definitely stays in. Gringo is definitely not offensive. I was like, that's what. That's you know how many that, times I've been called a Gringo. That's what white people. Yeah, that's what basically uh, makes people call like stupid white people. Yeah, it's a stupid white person. My my neighbor who used to live right next, obviously next door to me, I would call myself uh, a Gringo stupido. I mean, literally, <laughs> I, Gringo is. And they es, probably thought, estupido. Estupido. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Which is gracias. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you sound like Beto. Did I give you a, a a cut to where you can just go into it now? I've got that pulled up right here, Andy. Here we go. Anyone still mourning XXX Tentacion? <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he was he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money. Which is very tragic, but I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's man. That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. <laughs> like, I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. So uh, this, but she's getting blackballed. So I, I, I actually, I wanted, I do want to start with Seth, Seth, because I, I know that you're like more of the PC. Uh, you know, he gets kinda, very triggered easily. You're one of the most PC-minded people I know. Um, do you see any problems with this joke? Because uh, full disclosure, I saw you grinning. Yeah, I don't have an issue with the joke. <laughs> you you don't you no. don't. Okay, so what? Why do you think that it would be problematic to use the language of the people who are uh, reporting this kind of thing? Why do you think it would be problematic to tell a joke like this? It depends on, for example, I don't know who XXX Tashion is. So to me, it it doesn't hit anywhere. It's like, okay, someone died. Oh, that's funny. Because I'm able to look at it. Obje- I'm able to look at it objectively because I'm not a part of it and I don't know the person involved. Would it be different if you knew who he was, though? Yes. Potentially, and why? and how fresh it is. Like it depends on, you know. There's a lot that goes into it: time, uh, relationship to the person, what that person has done for society or humanity or whatever they're known for. It all, it all, it, you know, it's a, it's an equation. It's not. It's complicated. But that blurs the lines of comedy that you have. Correct. That, that right. Which, guess what? Uh, to me, comedy has no lines. You can joke about 9-11 on 9-12. You can joke about right. dead, but there's can joke a time about my dead mom you the can. day she dies. You can. There, there's a way to do but, it right and a way to do it wrong, too. Right. There's, uh, correct. Correct. So in, in your view, 
do you, uh, you laughed? I I mean, full correct again, full disclosure. For I the did audience, laugh because I laughed. don't know who XX Tentacion is. But was mean was anything the joke me. about him, or was the joke about him having fifty thousand dollars in his hand? And she said mm, that would make a good commercial for Venmo. It right. It was about the money in Venmo. That was the entire point of the joke. So was it about his death or no. about a, an observation no. of him having money? No, I didn't care. I don't Absolutely. know. I don't know the person, so I have no context. Therefore, I don't care about his death. I don't care about his money. I care about the joke with the Venmo. Now, if this was a joke about my grandfather, okay, to me, I'm going to read into his death more than I'm going to read into the joke about the Venmo because I know that person. So, depending on who XX Tentacion was in regards to our culture. That's probably why people lost it. I, that would be my only conclusion or rationalization. So you, you, you think it would be okay to joke about someone who didn't contribute to culture if they died? That is a very tricky question. That is not a yes or no answer, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that because because any because no matter. How, but it is a yes or no answer because you set it up as a yes or no answer because you said it depends on what you've contributed to culture and what you've. Contributed what I'm saying to society, is in regards. Yeah, I, I was saying that in regards to you said that the media threw a big fit about this article, so I was responding to that. I'm not saying it as a blanket statement. I'm saying in regards to this situation, in regards to this article, why this article was taken down, why this lady was blackballed, as you put it earlier, that's what I'm responding yeah, to. Yeah, not not like so you stance, cannot. That's a stance in the media. I got it. Correct. From this specific instance, I am not creating a blanket statement for every situation in the future. I'm talking about this one right now. But I, nice I, to me, I think with comedy, and I, you know, I I really do stand by this through and through. Either everything is okay or nothing is okay. I disagree. That's it. I but, disagree. But who? So who makes the rules and who says who can work in comedy clubs and who cannot? I don't know, nor do I really care. Well, the thing about jokes and comedy is that it's supposed to make people laugh. And it's supposed to take things that people... It, it might even be like prejudice, for example. Because the first thing I thought of whenever you said what is okay and what's not okay was like, you know, racism. And so, but like... You're supposed to turn racism on its head in comedy and you pinpoint out these stereotypes that people just take way too seriously. And it's like comedy brings people together, you know, like calling out these stereotypes in comedy is what is what makes people realize how stupid they are. I think I think it for for me, I kind of agree with Andy. I think that nothing should be taboo in comedy. So, okay, so question. What about when Kathy Griffin put that picture with Donald Trump's head covered in blood and she well, lost? Was there, a, was there a punchline? Yeah, was there I didn't think it was that? funny. Was I didn't think it was punchline? funny, but I think That's she has a right to do that. Murder, which again, I defend her right to put that up. Yeah, I totally do. I'm just do. saying there's lines that can. I mean, and I don't. I'm not saying was that stand up. She's a failing stand up comic, and she's desperate for attention. I, I think. I think that was a good example that you used, Seth, because. Like the way I look at it would be along the lines of I agree with Andy and Chris where everything is okay. I don't think we need joke police saying, hey, this this type of joke is okay. This type of joke isn't what needs to happen is like either you kill or you don't. And if you don't kill and if you suck, then you need to like 
own that, eat that, eat that, and move on. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. It's like, like if if society is like, ooh, that, ooh like, ooh, if, if, if it's the wrong reaction, it's not like we don't put them in joke jail where they have to, like, pay penance for, like, but it's like. Right. Well, that's what's happening, though. But no, and I, I, maybe you know, I need more I, I information about that. Because I, in this situation, I just apply everything independent of itself. But, Andy, you're kind of talking as if there's this hard line that, like, this is okay and that's not okay. I don't believe in such a hard line. And really, if you want to... I'm saying there's ask, no line. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's a line in the sense that uh, everything is okay. And you, you you can't you can't say this is okay, but that's not okay. And if you're if you've had this experience, you can speak on this. And if you're this color, you can't speak on right, that. Right, and I don't. And if mean, you're not this color, you cannot speak on that. I think I that hey, guess what? It is all fair game. If you've got a punchline and it's funny and the crowd is laughing, that is called comedy. I would. That was a funny joke. It is a funny joke. It's great. Yeah, I don't. It's disagree. not about his death. I legitimately do not disagree with you. It's kind of about you can also think you're being funny, but not be able to read the room and be really offensive and just be a complete asshole too. Like right, I mean, that's, and that's that's what I think it all comes down to is it's the other people in the room, their reaction, and what they take away from it. At the end of the day, the that room, is the most important the room, thing. Not the country, right? The room. Yes. So correct. let that comedian go home that night, hang her head, and think, I'm a fucking douchebag. I shouldn't have joked about that. And then she'll write a new bit the next week. I am on board with you, but the problem is, is that we live in a 24-hour news cycle and social media world right now so that's the new rules of the game anything that you put oh okay well then what happened to this lady and why was she taken off air i'm not in charge of that but we live in a world where we have facebook we have instagram we have twitter by golly we have the president tweeting out if someone kicked said the wrong thing in the hallway viacom who owns comedy central put that clip up everywhere and they being the total righteous indignation people, they're totally they take the right stance on everything. They thought that joke was okay. Sure. They didn't see the so problem. Then why was it taken down? Because I don't know, a couple hundred people who were not even in the room that night, who weren't affected by that dude at okay. all. Okay. It doesn't even matter if they were affected okay. by him. They somehow get the right to tell this Who? woman they can't. She can't work in New York anymore. So why did Viacom listen? At the end of the day, this is the board of Viacom's decision making. I don't because, understand what your point because, is. Because again, using your point, this is the dumb SJW, SJW world we live in, to where we're we're all taking things down. That's if it on Viacom. They must have had a CEO that was like, "I care about the voices of a hundred people," and they made that decision. Welcome to the world, Andy. Take it up with Viacom. Don't like throw it on every social justice warrior Welcome in the to world. The world. I mean, by golly, me, that's the decision of that company. That's not the decision of the social justice warrior. All they're doing is advocating their position. And whether the company makes a decision or not is the company's damn decision. It's on them. It's not on the social right, justice warrior. Because they want to seem Get like over the great yourself. company. Get over myself. <laughs> Well, this just, got, well, this got like really personal. Me, like trying to angle this, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like hold on, page. Like, what's? <sighs> oh my goodness, what's the this deal? is awesome. Like, it's, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand your issue. Like, what's your? Right, let's let's you, move on. Who are you mad let's about? Let's move on. Is, no, is, is no, Trump I'm racist or not? 
that this has nothing to do with Trump. I want to know what are you mad about? <laughs> are you going to tell a Muslim woman what she can and cannot talk about, or is oh. anybody going to tell a Muslim woman what she can or cannot talk about? I'm yeah, not a mus- on the a board Muslim of the man company that's Viacom making is. that decision. <laughs> so, oh quite frankly, I'm going to point that to the next guy until I'm in that position. I like. I'm a lowly social worker. I have no power. Clinical I really license. think this is one of those cases where like people just decided to be offended, and so they're offended. Like the joke was about Venmo; it wasn't about the fucking rapper. But no one, and, not everybody, yeah, can see it was that. about having fifty thousand dollars in your in, grip of your of your in fist. cash. <laughs> Should have used Venmo. Big deal. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, the dude died, but it's about having cash instead of Venmo. But see, honestly, I don't even know if this is really even about the joke at all. We live in a social media realm where, guess what? People get money from like YouTube and these different things by the amount of views that they get. I think we live in a world and age now to where people are actually looking for things to get upset about so that they can get their name out there. But that's a whole other topic. But is you're, we're that just ta- okay? Is that right? I think the point is, is that use, that's the world we live in. Now. That's what I'm saying. Right, like, but that's right. the world we live in now. As if this. So okay, in 1942, well, the Jews are getting rounded up into death camps. Well, that's just the world we live in now, folks. I mean, no. What I'm it, saying is, like, go to Donald Trump's Twitter. Look at one tweet and look at all the. 15 million comments of people saying meaningless things to him. I'm not going to lie. I've done, well, they love to hate I've him. I've done it a few times. I've been so angry. I've been like, Donald Trump, <laughs> you're such an idiot. But I, but you, I mean, people, <laughs> really? people get attention for complaining. Like, and he probably read every single one of your comments. He probably did and cried himself a little river. And then <laughs> I think he probably laughed. Yeah, just laughed and said, what an idiot. <sighs> hey, but, but let poor. me ask you this. Were were some of the things that you getting upset about, did they affect you personally? Who are you asking that of? You. you. You're the one that got upset about No, at but Trump. he cares. He has a big heart, Chris. Were any of those issues that you got upset about, did they directly affect you, a white, cisgendered male? No. It infringes so, on itself. So, but, and but I, I, I don't understand why you feel like you need to go and speak for all these other people then. Like, for example, what was one of the things that you got upset about? At what point? I don't know. What the, the, the One thing that you got upset about? Today, yesterday, saying. last week, last month, last term. Pick, pick, last, one. pick one. Um, Send her back. What yeah. about that? Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. So are women not able to defend themselves? No, they definitely can defend themselves. So why do they need you? They don't need me. To mansplain stuff away. I'm not. Or to, I'm not, to defend their honor. I, okay. Where have you seen me defending women's honor? I don't. Like, where are you seeing me doing these things? You're saying that you went on Twitter and defended them. No, I didn't defend them. I just tore it off to Trump just because I wanted to. Like, dude, you're a failure. You are destroying America. It, for me, it was cathartic. Why do people post uh, Facebook comments when they're upset? Why do people post Twitter? What is Instagram about? I mean, it's all about some type of getting something off of your chest. So that's what I did. And I think that's what a lot of people use social media for. Speaking of social media, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I 
mean, I don't. Well, hey, you know what? Let, let's we're hitting let's, a lull in the button. conversation here, but yeah, let's let's put a button on this. We're actually going to end this news for noob segment uh, because this has been wildly successful. This is the be- honestly, this is the best <laughs> news for noob segment I've ever ever been a part of. Chris, wouldn't you say this is gold? It's beautiful. I feel like this is 1849, and we've just discovered the the Sierra foothills of, of California. This is amazing. I just had to, so we just had to fight the entire time. But we are viewing things differently. We, you don't view things the same way I do, and we need to fix that. No, we don't. No, you That's don't. What's We're fading gray, America. fucker. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just and joking. he says that with a shit-eating grin. But folks, thank you for listening to this segment uh, this week. News for noobs. Tune in next week. What's going on, listeners? Omar here, a.k.a. Pothead Pastor, a.k.a. Omi the Homie, a.k.a. The Fade Father. Um, with my, my pleasure to talk to you guys a little bit about the FTG family, a.k.a. Fam Bam, a.k.a. Fadetron, a.k.a. The friends your parents say aren't real. <laughs> Are you the king of nicknames? AKA, 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 AKA. That's just. Are you just a? Are you are you Canadian who loves talking about uh, automatic weapons? AKA. <laughs> isn't that what all, isn't that what all the rappers say? You know, AKA. You know, like I got my AKA. <laughs> Love it. So what, what are we here for? So I'm here to talk to everybody today about the FTG family. So basically, that's just our Patreon that you can join for as little as $1 a month. The Patreon or the Fade to Gray family is the community surrounding the podcast. And basically, guys, if um, you've heard us talk about this pretty much every episode, I'd say if you're interested at all, jump on now because the $1 a month entry level into the Marco Polo will be going up probably at the end of the month. So you have about three weeks to go ahead and jump in. For a dollar right now, get grandfathered in. If you like it, you know, jump out. If you don't, but what's not to like? Obviously, you get to talk with Andrew and Andrew every day. Hey, or Andrew and Andy. I feel like I am the the Andy sandwich right now. Um, you are because one of the benefits, one of the many benefits of joining the Fade to Gray Patreon is we have about five tiers of perks from a free T shirt level. Monthly Zoom call level, secret YouTube episodes. I believe there's three of those out right now. Original artwork with from the Williams kids, and a personal interview put on by the Fade to Gray family. And that today is what's going on with this Andy sandwich. We have Andrew Keener here along with Andy Gillis, um, and basically we're just going to get to know a little bit more about the Keeners. Um, I met Andrew and his wife. Oh, last, was it February? Yeah, I think it was February that we saw each other at the uh, Emory show for BCCon. Is that Maeve I hear in the background or is that? Yeah, yeah, it is Maeve in the background. (laughs) Very awesome. And in the FTG family, we are all about the family, by the way, as you can hear in the background. So we we don't just walk, we don't talk the talk, we walk the walk. We've got the family. That's right, even in the Marco Polo groups, we're always seeing either Avery, which is Andy's, daughter or my kids are always hogging the you know anytime they can get on the marco polo they like jump at the chance and so hi mave <laughs> um, she says hi so yeah we were at a i guess we'll go ahead and drop it we were at an emory show in dallas uh, last february when i ran into this lovely couple um we kind of met i guess 
my wife, I think, met you guys first, and she's like, you got to meet this couple. They're really cool. And I, I walked over. We had some similar um, backgrounds for Master's Commission, which is the Assemblies of God. So we had some similar religious trauma to discuss right away. And um, at that point, we were heavy into that in the podcast. So we gave him a card. You know, I had a really good meeting, talked to him for probably about 30, 45 minutes at the show. Um Went on my normal life, and then about a week or two later, um, these guys are joining the Patreon. They're, you know, they've been in our life, and it's been amazing. And so I just wanted to give you, Andrew, an opportunity to talk a little about yourself. And I know Andy had a couple questions for you. So, yeah, man. So why so why uh, Fade to Gray? Why did you join the Patreon? Why are you giving us money? Like, what? The, why would you do that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, you guys had talked to us about, about your podcast. And so on the way back to Oklahoma City where we live, uh, we started actually listening to some episodes. Uh, we both enjoyed it. We both liked it. Um, and so I, I kept listening a little bit a little bit after that. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I feel like this is a good investment. I said, you know, let's throw in and do, do the $9 a, you know, a month and just – give them something to, to kind of help them actually do this and not have to fork money out themselves out of their own pockets to, to do this. Dude, that's, that's a huge thing to do because especially if, especially if you don't really even know the people or have, you know, like with uh, certain podcasts, you, you have uh, a, a past with them, you know, their band or, you know, things that some they've sort of done. Celebrity status of some sort of way. Sure. Yeah. And, and to have someone just introduce themselves at a show and say, hey, man, check us out. Um, that's that's a huge thing to just jump in and support. So I get my first question is like, what do you get out of supporting the podcast? Is it the Marco Polo group that you feel some sort of connection with? Is it uh, the actual content that you just want to support? What, what do you feel like you get out of out of supporting Fade to Gray? You know, um I think right now a lot of it is the community. I enjoy the community the definitely the most out of it, you know, because I don't get the time always to listen to podcasts all day. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm always out out in the facility where I work, so I don't get to wear headphones or anything and listen to any music or or podcasts. So being able to go in from work to home and you know open up the the Marco Polo app and being able to communicate with you guys on my way home or even when I get home, it, it kind of opens up to that, that community. Like I'm saying, just being able to meet new people, even though, yeah, we're over a video miles and miles away. It, it still gives, gives that, that connection, you know, it, that's, that's the millennial way of connecting with people, isn't it? Just miles and miles <laughs> away over video and audio. I mean, we, we met in person, so you know there is some real relationship there. And right. Also, didn't you get to hang out with somebody else last weekend? You want to tell us a little bit about like what happened last weekend? And you met one of the hobbits, I think, from I Lord did. of the Rings. I, the, did the meet a, I, I met one of, the, uh, one of the hobbits. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris. I got to hang out with Chris last week. Uh, we, that was a short joke, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got to meet him. We we went down to Dallas uh, for for the day to go to the aquarium, and I gave him a polo up and said, "Hey, man, we're gonna be down here. Let's go have some tacos." And so we met up and you know got got to hang out, talk, and and just actually see each other in person. 
it was it was nice. That is great. One thing I wonder though is uh, is how people talk about the podcast or how people describe Fade to Gray as as a whole when they either recommend or don't recommend because <laughs> not everybody recommends Fade to Gray. Um, if you were to tell someone about the podcast, how would you even describe us? How would you describe the the content? I think content. You guys talk about things that other people won't, mm. and and okay. that to me kind of. It, it it's a benefit and then also you know you guys um you know i know not everybody's christian anymore you know and even though those that are christians are still hanging out with um you know most people try to say that homosexuality is wrong or you know so there are people that are that are gay in the community that are you know that are not and we all get along and you know that's that's how we're supposed to be a family you know in this world that we live in we have to figure out how to be around everybody no matter what what way they are what religion they are what you know gender sexuality that they choose to have um and and i feel like you guys get that point across and you know being able to see that in action i i feel like it makes me a better person and i can help other people be better people that's that's huge because honestly i this this podcast has made me a better person. I honestly did not have this diverse of a of a friendship group. Honestly, you know, as you get older, you just get so consumed with work that you kind of just tend to drop friends. Who you know, it, I'm a I'm a single dad, so not a lot of whole friendship uh, fits into my life. So to connect with this podcast and be on this podcast has really opened my eyes to thinking about things differently. Uh, you know, uh, like you mentioned, the LGBT community. Uh, I, I think about that issue uh, honestly completely different as to uh, two or even one year ago. Honestly, um, so it's it's an eye opening experience, even just being on this podcast. So that's that is a really really cool answer that that you would even um, notice what we're trying to do maybe maybe not even consciously for for some people but uh the the fact that you notice that and and you support that uh financially even is is really really cool uh, but i i do want to ask since we're on the the subject of the actual podcast and maybe even some of the members you mentioned yeah some sexual preferences uh you're talking about one of our our podcast hosts uh shout out to seth but what i want to know and this this might this might get really funny or really serious who is your least favorite member of fade to gray <laughs> least favorite yeah honestly um, and i'll follow that up with who's your favorite who's <laughs> You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't have a favorite or least favorite. You know, um, said like a true father right there. That's I, right. A true father. I have not had any issue with anybody. You know, that has been a part of the podcast. I've, I've enjoyed all my interactions with you guys in person because I've met both of you guys. You know, same concert, we were all there, um, and I've at least met Chris. You know, eventually I'll, I'll be able to meet the rest of the, the crew. And, you know, hopefully we all do some sort of get together at a, at a good center point for everybody. I will drop that there is a um, meetup happening for scheduled right now for October 4th, the first weekend in October in St. Louis at Seth's house, speaking of Seth. So if you're in the area or you just want to meet up, I know there's already at least one person that I think bought their plane tickets and some other people who live in the area. Um, 
So yeah, that's something they that can throw in your calendar, look at coming, hanging out with, meeting some sweet people like Andrew. That's right. And I'm hopefully coming there from California. So it's going to be a good time. I just want to thank you, buddy, for all the really nice things you said. Honestly, like I think the thing that stood out um, was when you mentioned how, you know, we talk about things that people don't normally talk about. And that's that's big because we really do feel here at Fade to Gray that there should be no topic that's off limits. Right. You know, and no personality that's off limits. Basically, be fully yourself. And and it really does force you as an individual to really like whenever something happens and somebody might rub you wrong in the community or something is said. And but with the no limits, no boundaries sort of rules that we have here, it kind of really gets out of that victim mentality. It gets out of the whole like, oh, that person did something. It really puts the ownership on you how you're going to react and respond in every situation because we can't say oh they did something wrong put them in like social justice like a uh, jail for however long it's just one of those <laughs> things it's like it's like oh no yeah and it allows you also in a community like that to see how your words affect other people you know what i mean so too so it's like you get some genuine like wow i didn't mean for that to come off that way and so and i don't know it's really awesome in this community, like you said, Andrew, and I just want to reiterate that and thank you for your probably articulate, articulated it better than even I could. Um, but um, just a, a space where basically we can all you know fade to gray, a space where we can all just kind of meld together and how different personalities really. I feel like I have definitely become a better person in the last year, right? Um, based right. on conversations I've had with people that maybe I wouldn't normally have had, or just being forced to step out into areas that like maybe it would be a lot more comfortable to to stay and not go there and and just it's a whole different mentality to to live by and once you start living that way it's like why go back to anything else you know it's like why go back to comfort why you know why go back to those clicks those things that used to make us feel good it's like no those things held us back those things kept us from being truly who like fully who we are well, no, no, you're right. A lot of this, it, it, it opens up dialogue. It gives us the, be able to, the ability to figure out how to discuss issues that people end up screaming at each other about. You know, politics, gender, just relationships in general. You know, we, we as a society have become people that scream at each other instead of talk to each other. And our media that, that we have, that we get basically force fed is, is helping push it to where people are always yelling at each other. And, you know, this, I think this group kind of helps us figure out how to have that dialogue to where we can actually talk. We can just sit across, you know, two States from each other, whatever. And we're, we're both sitting down at a couch and talking to each other instead of screaming or angrily typing on Facebook, which, you know, yeah. it, that's, and it's, it's so true because like the whole, the whole connecting thing, I, I think it's, it, it, it really paints a picture for me because, uh, you know, before I joined this podcast, I know, uh, just talking about bridging the gap here, but I know that Seth really did have a lot of preconceived notions about me. And I, I know, um, uh, I think even Chris had some preconceived notions about myself. And, you know, once you get to know someone and you hear their voice and you talk to them and you you actually have a conversation, 
it really gives you such a different perspective and it gives you way more of a tolerance for for the person and, and who they are and where they've come from and even what what they're going through and, and why they're saying what they're saying. I, I think it's a huge thing to um, provide a space like this. And I'm lucky to be a part of it, to be honest with you. I'm, I just feel lucky to be here. Um, but this is, this is a very... Yeah, it's a very special Aww. space to 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 be in when we can when we can pop on Marco Polo and uh, and just talk about you know the democratic debates or uh, you know like you said gender or even just what our kids are up to and and how our our days were at work. Uh, it's it's something that is it is uh, not always thought of when you when you get home from work and you you just want to isolate and go to your comfort zone a lot of people just don't want to pop on an app and connect with other people and it's so easy to do so uh, the fact that you you do that and you and you do that financially means a lot and uh i think it's great and we have you know patreon is growing we have two new names to announce we have thomas edmund thank you very much for your support thank you thomas and- Joshua Crawford. Joshy C. Joshua. You demand. Um, so appreciate you guys. Uh, pop into Marco Polo. Say what's up. Um, we'd love to, you know, continue to, this conversation, continue this dialogue, obviously. Um, that's the other cool thing about the Marco Polo app is, like, if it gets overwhelming, you can always just shut it off. It's not like you're stuck in a room with people and you have to, like, keep making conversation. You know, if things happen in life and no one holds you to, like, any sort of standard like or <laughs> judges you like where did that person go we we're having a great conversation life happens we understand that so um, conversation is always going to be there it doesn't delete it's not snapchat um and one more thing guys from now to the end of august uh, we are running a special contest to promote ftg to enter this contest or to participate basically you need to go on itunes and after you've subscribed if you already haven't um, give us a five-star rating and a review, um, any review, <laughs> um, and we will, we will read the review aloud on air, um, no matter what you say, and also we'll put your name in, into a drawing with all the names. If you've already left us a five-star re- review, your name's already there, you're grandfathered in. What if it's four stars? Does that mean they're not qualified? Not qualified. It has to be a five-star. Okay. Okay, if it's cool. four stars, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just makes it easier for people to find us honestly it's just no the algorithms or we're, we're, we're basically trying to hack the system um but at the end of um, august we will be offering a special prize probably just a mug but we'll actually give you a choice between a mug or a t-shirt or maybe a sticker pack so there you go please uh jump on itunes give us a rating and a five five star rating that is um, if you don't like us, um, please go check out, um, go give Bad Christian a one-star rating. There you go. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. Love that. Well, hey, Andrew, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for supporting us. We appreciate you and uh, and your awesome wife, Amanda. And uh, hey, Maeve, thanks for coming on too. We appreciate you guys and we love you. All right. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Appreciate it. Chris is my favorite. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 